1: Only via app out participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with
2: Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends,
0: Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast Sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk The next generation of fantasy football Welcome ladies and
3: gentlemen to the Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast Episode 17 I'm your host Terence Ford of RedAndBlueArmy.co.uk And this week I'm here with film, TV, comedy, children's book writer and rap superstar Dot Brown And man, the man from films such as Star Wars and Harry Potter Albert Curley and we are here to help you through to the Boxing Day match against Watford but before we tuck into that Christmas feast remember to head over to holradio.net forward slash subscribe to subscribe to both of our podcasts alright okay so this is a little poem that I wrote for um, the game T'was the last preview pod before Christmas when all through Sellers Park discontent was stirring our outlook was dark but the kit was hung in the changing room with care in hope that wins would no longer be rare. Alan Padre was nestled or snug in his bed with visions of dancing at Wembley still fresh in his head. Steve Parrish in his silver suit and Brighty on his lap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out in the Coliseum there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Was it the fanatics setting up a display or Jordan much training? trying to work out how to play. The moon on the breast of the freshly mowed grass gave the illusion of a floodlight show that was widely deemed a farce. But when unbelievably my wondering eyes should find but Big Sam Allardyce with a pint glass of wine. My brain immediately started to fill with bad thoughts. No, not him please, he's so easily bought. When out of the gloom appeared Harrison Blitzer and they start to shake hands with that unscrupulous geezer. They spoke for a while on the white centre spot, with Parrish and Pardew not knowing a jot. When Big Sam laughed and the Yanks nodded their heads, soon did I know I had everything to dread. I started to panic, face turning into a pout, when suddenly I awoke and I figured it all out. It was all just a nightmare, none of it was true, but that didn't stop me from feeling extremely blue. I don't want Big Sam, but of Pardews I'm not a fan, the team is broken and we need a new plan. And now we travel to Watford and a result we must pip or we will likely end up back in the championship. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back in your ears for the final time before Christmas. And boy, do we have a treat for you this week. Our turkey, stuffing and roast potatoes this week is Doc Brown. Welcome, Doc.
4: <laughs> do I have to be the stuffing as, as well as the, the roast and well,
3: the turkey? Well, <laughs> Albert's going to be the Brussels sprouts. So, OK, that's, no, that's that, fair that's enough. It. All right, I'll take that. I'll take that. Welcome, Albert. <laughs> I've always
5: thought Brussels sprouts are usually underrated. If they get a, get a bad rep.
3: It's like really yeah. mini lettuces or something. Cabbages. <laughs> Cabbages. So, Albert, how, how's the Christmas shopping going? You all prepared?
5: Sweet. Amazon Amazon Prime, mate. I've not left the house. This <laughs> is turning up every sort of, 20 minutes. It's wicked.
3: And, and, Doc, you've been out doing some Christmas shopping. Got the wife sorted? Yes, Yes,
4: yes, got it all done yesterday. Thank God. Um <laughs> yeah, I was I was, you know, no one wants to go out there, do they? But it's gotta be done. And uh sometimes you just you know, you have a little purple patch and I had that yesterday. Just
3: like decided to go Coven Guard and That's it was just a great move. Yeah. Well we had um on Twitter today, Leon McKenzie was out shopping in M&S and he bumped into Sasa Churchich, of all people. Uh, apparently, he was just walking there and heard someone say, excuse, excuse me, did I used to play football with you? <laughs> what, section, what
5: section does he work in? That's incredible.
3: Uh, oh, Sasa Churchich, I don't know. <laughs> it, it could is, be either, to be
5: honest.
3: Did you watch the thing the club did with him? The little documentary no. thing? No. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's it's well worth a watch. He, he is He's mental. Because he went on and won... Um, he won Celebrity Big Brother in his home country, and uh, and then yeah, he's he's a crazy guy. But he set it up he set up his own academy in West London for kids. So um, good on him. Uh, right. Yeah, fair play. Doc, hard to take the mic out, of, isn't it? <laughs> it of its not it its hard to take the mic out of it. Yeah, but um, he's he's definitely off the rails, but admits it. But anyway, so well, it's been a 2016 was a pretty big year for you. Um, notably, you played Dom Johnson in Life on the Road. Released yes. a children's book called I Am Bear mm. Mm. and, of course, provided the anthem for Crystal Palace's FA Cup final appearance with Glad all over again, along with Verti. T. Wow. So, we'll start with a movie. What was that like, starring in a big movie for the first time?
4: Well, I mean, was the, a sort of dream come true element. I think it's, it's something that probably everybody sort of thinks about at some point in their life, at least in their childhood, you know. So, that element of it was was very, very exciting, but... Considering I'd already done a lot of television, I think I was surprised by how much fun I had on the the film shoot because it was super relaxed. Ricky... These days are always like that on set. You know, you always start late and finish early, which is just unheard of in the film industry. Um, (laughs) And, you know, we were, were, uh, you know, there was a lot of mucking around, going on on set, on camera even. And that's another thing you don't really have, even in a lot of comedies. So it was, the main thing was, it was a memorable six weeks and um, the end product was not shit. Like, I was really, <laughs> I just thought, as long as it's not shit, then I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah. uh, you know, if, if some people like it, some people don't, I'm cool with that. But I can't have, like, I can't be involved in something that's universally panned.
3: <laughs> like, I just
4: wouldn't, I mean, I find that tough.
3: Yeah, no, I, I saw it. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, I, although I thought it was quite sad in places, but... Um... yeah. I, yeah. I thought i thought you were excellent and um thank you so did i, I told you this the guys in the, oh, the guys cinema in the after yeah. i saw it yeah <laughs> i came out albert and then um, two guys were raving about doc's performance but they thought he was tiny temper <laughs>
4: <laughs> i actually um, uh screen grabbed it and tweeted it or instagrammed it i can't
3: remember but it was getting a lot of love online that text <laughs> Al- albert you, you work in films did you get the call for this one
5: do you know what? I, I nearly got the call for this one, um, but I was busy on um, Star Wars, so I had to <laughs> likely decline. Um, but do you know what? I would have, in hindsight, I'd have loved to have done it, because I, I do know a couple of people that were on it. And, uh, what do you do? I, I work in art department, so I oh, nice. set a design, and then I'd sort of stand by with the film unit to check they don't get too broken, um, which can happen. I'm the king of fiddling
4: with props. Art department people always really hate me. I can't help it. I you know, just sat there waiting for the next take. I yeah, messing it, with something. Can get a bit you know, they've taken like a photo on their digital camera.
5: oh I see mm. <laughs> Yeah, Star so Wars. You get um, you get like tasered like instantly for any. any... Yeah, a bit. A bit. But, <laughs> um, I know. Yeah, I know a couple of people who worked on Life of the Road, and and yeah, as Docs already said, it was uh, Ricky just just calling it at four o'clock, which is yeah, beautiful. Which and at that time, I yeah, we were really grafting on sides like I. Yeah, mean, we were we were in a pub by five, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: man. What uh, I thought was a, re- a really nice touch, though, Doc, was when um, you took your two best mates on a red carpet, right, from growing up.
4: I did, yeah. Yeah, I just thought, like, you know, this might never happen again. Like, that's that's a that's, it's, it's a fair assumption to make. So I just thought, you know who cares like I, I want I want the people there who've seen like the whole journey you know so so it means something to them like it does to me because most of the time most of what I do like I experience the uh the the end game of of all the different things I do on my own really or with new friends people that I've met on the job and whatnot and that's great but um you know most of the time it's it's like a couple of weeks later i'll see see a couple of mates down the pub or whatever and they'll be like what have you been up to and you tell them and they're just like
5: oh yeah." So <laughs> you know
4: what I mean? it's, hard, it's hard it's hard to impress your friends because you, you just feel like you're you're showing off or you're boasting or whatever so it's it's much cooler when you just like just bring them along get them involved
5: you wait till you tell them you've been on the homestyle radio preview podcast
3: oh man <laughs> Everyone to know you are then down the pub, dog. No. <laughs> um, you also, yeah. So you also wrote the the kids' book I am Bear. What what was the inspiration behind that?
4: Just reading loads of really shit children's books. You know, like when you have kids, you just you you read endless tripe over and over again, and you really try and like push them towards the books that are so good that you don't mind reading them again and again, night after night. And um, I was just, yeah, I was taken aback by the the the, the, the poor quality of some of them. And um, I, I, as soon as that happened, I mean, it's been about five, six years. I've wanted to do it, uh, and I even made a few attempts, but I didn't really like what I came up with. And it was actually my mate Sav, who um, is a storyboard artist, and he he designed a little character, this this cheeky bear, and he sent it to me and said, you know, I reckon you should you could write something around this guy. And that's how it happened, kind of overnight. It's kind of unheard of, actually, to go to a publisher's with a writer and an illustrator. Normally, the writer goes and then they pair you up with an, an established dude, you know what I mean? Someone whose illustrations you recognize and therefore, you know, you get it's easier to sell books. But we came as unknown commodities and, um, yeah, it worked out, man.
3: Well, I think it's better if you know someone as well you're working with. Yeah, our energy together is kind of cool. Mm. So do you think you could uh, write a kid's book about Alan Pardew's ego?
4: <laughs> it'd be hard. I think it would be a difficult thing to get across. Like re- refer- Adult reference points are the hardest thing with kids, you know. That's why writing for small children is harder than it looks because you're not a small child and what you find entertaining, they might find complete and utter nonsense. <laughs> and I think just saying the name Alan Pardew is going get- to give you a lot of blank looks um, from, from, from little ones, at least if they're not... You know, born and bred palace. But I think even my kids don't really clock Alan Pardew. Just, they, I think they haven't mentioned he, he, how white his hair is. <laughs> so they're, they're more about like Zaha, you know, flair.
3: That's what yeah. I mean, you know, that kind of thing. That's what we want. So. All right, then, so when they're coming up to the FA Cup final, we had Glad all over again. Um, mm. how, how did that come about with Verb T?
4: Um, that was a suggestion from a hip hop producer that I knew like years and years ago. I can't remember why we were emailing each other even, but, um, he suggested it. He, I, I, I didn't really, we'd never really talked about Palace back in the day. I don't, I don't think I really clocked that he was a Palace fan. Um, but, um, it was in the build-up, and he, he was like, "Oh, you should do you should do a song, you should do a song." And I was like, "Well, give me a beat, and let's see what happens," but like in a jokey way. And then he said, "You know, you should get Verb T on it." It was another one I don't think I really knew it was a Palace fan. I guess back in the day with rappers, and I just didn't really talk about football. You know, yeah. it seemed like a completely separate world. But um, yeah, so it was a suggestion from this producer called Chemo, and um, he sent me two beats. One was called the Rihalati Rhythm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, it was like it was okay, but it was too slow. And I was like, no, it needs to be more like a bit like Aki and upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be a bit more upbeat, up tempo. And then he sent me the other one. I forget what it was called. We had another funny Palace r- r- reference as a name, and uh, so I just wrote to it straight away. And so did verbs. And um, we went down to my friend Ali's and recorded it. And I just thought, this has to have a video for it to work. But I wasn't interested in, you know, some big budget thing or paying for a camera crew or anything like that. So I literally I took my kid's um, digital camera and just held it at, at sort of my chest height and walked <laughs> around Selhurst Park, did two rounds of Selhurst Park when we were playing Stoke because it was a nice sunny day. And um, that was it. And I, what I love about it more than anything is that when you watch that video you really get a sense of a, a Saturday at Selhurst. Do you know what I mean? Which mm. um, for me is a, amazing because I could have hired a, a film crew and we probably wouldn't have achieved that. Do you know what I mean? We probably wouldn't have even been yeah. allowed to film. <laughs> um, well, but yeah, obviously... for, it to be, for it to be played at Wembley after that, that was, like, that was, like,
3: that was life goals. That was amazing. Mm. Well, I remember when you—that was you, the end of the amazing though. <laughs> I remember. when you told me that you was gonna do it, and obviously I know you, and I know I know the sort of stuff you produce, and it's always good. But I was like, oh, to to myself, I was like, that's tough that's, that's tough. That's really yeah. tough. And I was like, Football there's a ninety-eight percent chance it's gonna be shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
5: In a strange <laughs> twist it, of it of grabbed Irish. everyone. In a strange way yeah, I mean I... Tiny temper perform at the FA Cup final?
4: Anyone... Yeah. miss him for you on the way <laughs> out. I mean, I, 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 listen. I didn't think much of that that performance at all. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, got as much love I'd say from just general football fans um, over that song, which was really nice because I think they saw the sentiment. You know, it's like it's just like exciting. This is exciting. There, you're excited that your team is there. Um, and I think, like, the real football fans, they, they clocked that. Um, so the whole thing was positive. But ironically, I can never listen to it again because it just makes mm. me too upset.
3: <laughs> I think I listened to it probably 500 times in the build-up to the cup final and I haven't Mad, listened to it, it? since because it just yeah, makes exactly me the same. immediately just sad. But um, yeah. And obviously, we've got Glad All Overs going for Christmas number one this year. With um, the original Garrett Cloudlover.
4: Uh mm. number
3: one in the iTunes chart, but apparently it's only in like number fifty or something in the actual chart, so I'm not sure right, how right. that actually that's works. Still, that's out. still that's still decent. Mm. Yeah, I'm I've sure the Dave the Clark, Clark band, band are loving it. Mm.
4: I wonder yeah. if my song will come back around one day. You know like how um the the New Order World in Motion song. Yeah. You know, <laughs> people sort of still celebrate that song now. But we lost horribly and painfully, you know, <laughs> in, ni- in 1990, um, the England team that is, not
3: not just Palace. Um, oh, I'm sure it will come out every time. It, so every maybe time, every other time yeah, we reach a final, back.
4: <laughs> I'd, I'd like to think it will cut, it will come back around.
3: Yeah, yeah. we, we might call it more cup final. There's a more of timeless
4: nature to it as well. Yeah.
5: See, for yeah, that we have bit. to do it. You have to do a three lions and sort of re-edit it and do cloud all over again, again
3: again again yeah glad all over once more (laughs) um right so um last time you were on the show it was all just talking about what you was going into and you was looking more at tv stuff and film Mm. uh 2017 is bringing up something a little bit different going back to your roots a little bit
4: so yeah i I just uh, i wanted to go back to my roots a little bit and just kind of close that like Emotional door that was open at the end of my time in the music business because I never really felt like I'd done what I could do, and it's always been bugging me. And uh, this album is, I think, everything I can do. I think it's the best thing I've ever written, so I'm pretty hyped about it. But you know, it doesn't mean I'm leaving comedy behind, it doesn't mean I'm leaving film or anything. It's just I needed to scratch a niche. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Um, simple as that, really.
3: And you got a few shows at the end of the March, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm coming to the one at XoYo, so I'll be there.
4: Dude, that's that's gonna be crazy. I mean, it's almost sold out already. Bonkers.
3: Yeah, good stuff. Right. So every time we have someone on the show for the first time, we uh, mm. give the listeners a little opportunity to get to know their Palace supporting career. Sure. So we always start with the first live match. So when did you see Palace live in the flesh for the first time?
4: Um, well, it was the 1991 season. Um. But I just I can't for the life of me remember what game it was. Um, I can very much remember the feeling because I'd been to QPR a couple times in 88, 89, 90. Um, they were my local team. Um, but I'd only go to QPR when Liverpool were playing because I went with my crazy drunk neighbour, this, this Northern Irish guy who lived underneath me. He was an absolute nutcase, but I'm a <laughs> massive Liverpool fan and he used to take me. Um, to QPR, and I really hated it. I mean, I it was amazing seeing Liverpool in those times. I have to say, like, see John Barnes up close and some of those legendary players. But, mate, I didn't. I didn't. Just didn't like Loftus Road. I didn't. The atmosphere was. I found it creepy, and there was a lot of <laughs> racism as well. Like, yeah. Um, and it just it just wasn't a nice place to be. At least not for me. Maybe it is now. I don't know. But, um. When I first went to Palace, uh, I remember there being an anti racism thing on the day that I was there. And I remember thinking, even as a kid, you know, I was like 10, 11 years old, even as a kid, I remember thinking, yeah, that's already more welcoming. And then Night Heart felt like more than half our team was black at that time as well, you know? And um, mm-hmm. Steve Koppel kind of like. Honorary black guy, in a way, after the <laughs> finger snaps situation in, in the cup final. So, um, yeah, I can't remember what the game was, but I remember feeling at home and that was a game changer for me. But then I uh, I very much became an, an eagle in exile at school because I went to school in North London. We just weren't a team to talk about. And then yeah. someone who i had let on to let everybody know after the 9-0 uh, debacle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just got a lot of grief. Even at that point, I, would say, I was trying to say I supported Leeds. Um, <laughs> d- don't ask me why. Do not ask <laughs> me why. I was just like, anything to just get people off my back. Um, mm. But then in the se- semi-final day, I remember that very, very clearly. Villa Park. Um, just the satisfaction in school at mon- on Monday was better, almost better than the actual win itself. So yeah. Because if you're my age, you grew up with a lot of Liverpool fans. A lot,
3: of course.
4: No matter where you lived in the world, because they were just so yeah. huge. They were so huge.
3: Yeah, especially. I mean, I'm similar to you. I was obviously brought up in East London, and uh, mm. me and my sister were the only Palace fans in the school. There was nobody else, and it was just constant abuse. So you had to yeah. hold on to those little victories when they came around. Definitely.
4: Um, I'm very proud yeah. of my kids, you know, because be, I wouldn't, mm. you know, I'd be disappointed, but I wouldn't like bear a grudge if they wanted to support a different club but they've never had even the remotest interest. They've always just been like, yeah, Palace, let's go. Do you know what I mean? Right. So positive. <laughs> Love, it. Love it.
3: That's good. Um, so next question, who's your favourite all-time Palace player? Now, this
4: is this is a really tricky one. Um, but I think, I mean, there's, there's so many that have really sort of got me out of my seat and, and really excited me. And, you know, I think they'll be a, the same as a lot of people because we've never been a team full of flare players or exciting players. But we we've always had like a good few sort of cultish type players or players that are kind of easy to love. Um, but I think just in terms of someone who always, always got me excited to watch him, no matter what was going on, I say John Slarko because
3: okay
4: I've no in my, at least in my lifetime i don't know about like before i was born or whatnot but in my lifetime palace has always seemed to be a threat on the wings like my most depressing times of watching palace is when we're not creating anything from the flanks because i just think that's all we got mate come on do you <laughs> know what i mean that's the one thing yeah. we tend to have a, a bit of a tradition of um and solaco just so positive so positive sometimes you'll you'll look back at archive footage of palace and you're looking at right or bright goals or whatever you know and it's easy to take it for granted, like, who's assisting, like, half of these goals. Like, he was, he was performing miracles sometimes on the byline or down the flanks. Um, I just thought he was great. I thought he had a great touch. He had that air about him that something was going to happen when you gave him the ball. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, that's what you want, in ultimately as a supporter. You just want someone to get you going, get the blood
3: rushing. Exactly so, like, right. So, that guy for me. Yeah. good stuff and finally we end with um your favorite palace goal
4: well this is the, this is the easiest question of the three by a country mile I, there's no goal i love more than the uh the the um the second goal in the 1990 cup final by him right yeah. it's just uh, I, I you know what i love both goals maybe it's harder harder question because i love the volley but yeah. you've got to love how he sits
3: Bruce and Pallister down. <laughs> it's just amazing. But it's like uh, he's in. It's like he's on fast forward and now in slow motion. Yeah.
4: yeah. But, and, and now he's right. First chance to see what he can do, and he's through. Oh, what an impact! By the substitute, <laughs> and then you just see Steve Koppel doing the finger snap down the uh, down the uh, like by the dugout, and he's just like, what is going on? And the, 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 and the volley as well, just arriving at the far post. It was magical, do you know what I mean? It's just totally, totally magical. And I, I have a theory that, that Alan Pardew's Bogle was a little uh, nod <laughs> to Steve Coppel's finger snap. It was I like, this is, this, is, this, is, this is my sort of uh, black cultural thing that I'm going to try and take on board briefly uh, in homage to my old uh, my old gaffer. Did he pull it Obviously, off? Obviously, uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> We all know how that one ended up, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard to look beyond um, those two goals, one of those two,
3: either. Or, uh... Okay, excellent stuff. All right, so we'll end up there, and we'll after this short jingle, we'll come back and we'll talk about the game against Watford.
0: Got something you'd like to get off your chest? Tweet us now at Whole Radio.
3: Right, so we'll start briefly with a couple of transfer rumours that are flying around. Mm, um, yeah, it has been George, a couple. Jordan, much to Reddin. Yeah, I saw that today. We'll we'll take the money. (laughs) Take the money and run. (laughs) Deal or no Um, deal. Yeah, we'll take the...
1: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: About how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
3: Deal. <laughs> Sacco Sako back to Wolves is that particularly yeah, bothering that either well. of you? No, no. I'm, I'm
4: more concerned about what we're going to do in uh, in Papa's position and uh, mm. and w- whether or not we need to make some moves up 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 front. You know, because I don't know how close Remy is um to fitness. Uh it'd be great to have him back. But it feels like we need, you know, I don't know. I've always felt there's a sort of Dwight Dwight Gale shaped hole up front. <laughs> but then I am a massive Dwight Gale fan, always have been. Um never felt you got a big big enough run in the team. And I always loved the idea of Murray and Gale, the big man and the little man. Yeah. I'm a sucker for that shit. Um, <laughs> um but you know, wasn't to be um but I, yeah i th- I think depending on where Remy's at, I think maybe we need someone up front, and we definitely need someone left back also, without uh Jedernak, I'm not sure who's you know when 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 ledley's uh, not in there or when MacArthur's playing more advanced here, who is protecting the back four I mean defensively is <laughs> we're all over the shop, aren't we, so yeah, you know, something needs to happen there. But I'm not buying this Padu out Allardyce in business. Just one thing, I'm definitely
3: not buying.
5: Nah, no, no. bit so much. The, the second bit, deeply offensive.
3: <laughs> it's deeply offensive, and this is Sam I've ranted about <laughs> this. The... Yeah, go on. I mean, no, I'm just saying. I'm literally yes. <laughs> I'm saying. Tell Sam <laughs> Allardyce <Discuss. laughs> to let him to let him <laughs> like, back into hell? football. To let him back into football. It's just but in our club. It, ugh, in our club as ugh. well. I think Gross. I don't. I can't see it happening on the grounds of what happened with Pulis. You know, they're gonna want. What was it? Once bitten, twice shy, or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't think they're gonna fool me once. They, same on you. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you don't want to be whacking someone else like that in so shortly nah. after Pulis has done nah. you over. So. No. Nah. Mm. So and then <sighs> finally, Man, th- one know. more out rumor. We took that Zaha has mm. been linked today with Liverpool, Liverpool but yeah. I don't know how true that is. But. Albert, will you be crying in January if we lose him?
5: i would be, I'll be more than crying. I'd, I'd be absolutely inconsolable. I, I don't think, um, I don't think he's going to go in January. <clears throat> I'm, I'm more concerned about what happens in the summer. But there's, there seems to be rumours that he signed a new deal, but I've never seen any. Why that no, would be I'm kept not. secret, I don't know. Yeah, um, very strange. Can, can I just check? It? I, Was it Sacco to Wolves or Sacco to be fed to the Wolves? Because <laughs> if there's it, a show of hands, I don't mind. <laughs> ow, ow, that's a decent meal. Let's be
4: honest. It is, it's a hefty <laughs> that's, meal. Gonna, that's gonna feed a few packs for a few weeks.
3: <laughs> yeah, but my my worry as well though is if we if we do end up losing Zaha in January mm. or even come the summertime, I I feel like it's it's the final step away from what we were when we entered the Premier League from the Championship. So yeah. oh. now becoming this sort of like corporate Just humdrum corporate yeah, ex- middle yeah. of the
4: road prem team that doesn't really do anything that's just not yeah. us man we're we're we're, we're fire and ice do you know what i mean we're like yeah. we, we, it has to be the extremes for us we're a roller coaster club and i don't know there's a there's a really sick sadomasochistic part of me that likes it that way you know <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: i don't i don't want to yeah. be stoke city you know what I mean? Well,
3: yeah. Last time you was on, you were talking about that teams that hang around the Premier League and like becoming flabby. You said, yeah, just stinking <laughs> yeah, yeah. the place out. Exactly, mediocrity. <laughs> yeah.
4: You know what I'm saying? It's like people yeah. go to me, "Oh, you know, you're the worst team in the whole league, technically, like mathematically in 2016." You know, and I'm like, yeah, well, at least we're f***ing something. Like, we you. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? <laughs> we're the
3: best at being shit. We are the best at being shit. <laughs> um, there's, there's more good news for the uh, Watford game. Uh, Mark Clattenberg's okay. the, the referee. It's the Ooh, first excellent. time that he's taken charge of one of our matches excellent. since the cup final. Well, well you that's you, great news. You've forgiven him yet, Doc?
4: <laughs> I'll never forgive him. I. I but also, I, I think we were a little bit too... I don't want to say negative because it must be scary playing in like the biggest game in your club's history. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But I don't think we all really like gave what we knew we could give against what was, let's be brutally honest, an average man United team. Um, So, you know, you can blame the ref all you like, but I think we could have done more. And I think we could have defended more resolutely after the brilliant goal. Um, there's lots of things that could have happened, but mm. it's horrible to dwell on it. Because what I can never shake is going up to the green man afterwards mm. and knowing what I was standing in could have been a festival and was instead like awake. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was <laughs> I never experienced that again. Mm. Mm. It really was. So the well, yeah, so like when... said about that day, the better.
3: When Clattenburg's the referee in Premier League games for us, we've um, mm. drawn six and lost eight mm. and never won Excellent. a single game. That's so... a great stat. <laughs> <So> that's <laughs> a really was... shocking stat, actually. So that's um, that's that suggests another loss, Albert. So do you can Pardew take another loss, or if he, if we do lose to Watford, especially, God forbid, we get beat two or three nil, is is that the end for him?
4: Uh, well, uh, no, miracles. No, no, no. I think the interesting thing about Pardew is we've yes, yes. I also think. Like, when have we been like properly whooped? We've been in all of these games. It's not. It's, it's not like a situation with some other clubs where you just think, oh my god, it's just been a nightmare for them, like week in, week out. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, I, don't think. I, I know our defense has let us down, but we've been in games, man. We really have. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know.
3: Yeah, that's the I, kind of like. We need someone to do us a favor and give us a hide in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if you're in that
4: camp yeah if you're in that camp the pod out camp that's what needs to happen a hiding would definitely be the end of him I think can't see more for doing that to us they they don't look that good at the moment either
5: so it's definitely winnable
3: yeah it definitely is uh albert it's your, it's your local club right <laughs> uh
5: yes geographically it is my local club uh, Lucky about you. Ten, yeah about ten minutes away um mm. so even you know any sort of loss is bad for me because i have to unlike sort of living in south london there's actually people around here that sort of seem to support at like the local clubs. so uh <laughs> i'd have it rubbed in my face one way or another and um yeah. Mm. so yeah i'm I, I can't make it it's, it's the first it's the first boxing day ever that i could have gone to the football all my family's away i only live mm. 10 minutes up the road but i forgot to buy a ticket so
3: uh <laughs> <laughs> oh mate i can't can, can uh, get you a ticket I'll get oh. you a ticket. We'll, we'll talk about that off air. A little <laughs> a little um, mm-hmm.
5: But yeah, I don't know. what to, It's going to be another, I can see it being another hull. It's going to be, it's going to be billed as a boring, someone might nick it one nil at best, and it's going to end up being a mm. bad 3-3. Heart attack game. Total, Especially mm-hmm. after, yeah, after. I
4: don't Christmas. really need that in my life.
3: No. <laughs> I saw I saw a stat saying that Troy Deeney's searching for his hundredth goal in this game, and I weren't sure oh, if they great. meant his hundredth career goal or his hundredth against us, because he always, <laughs> bloodies, he always bloody always bloody scores does. against us. He does. So, but going into the game, beautiful. yeah, I was certainly have always in the mm. big games we do them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going into the game, our injury list, and it's one. You have to be sympathetic towards Padu in a way because when you look at his yeah. it, Flamini, Mandanda, yeah. Remy, Sacco, don't Tompkins, don't
0: even Soiree, really we have on the bench.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's bonkers. Mm.
4: No, agreed. Agreed. Yeah,
3: but we will go there and we'll give it a go and we'll we'll see what happens and hopefully it will be the That's nice the little for, nice little Christmas perk up. That is the least
5: rousing <laughs> speech I've ever heard.
3: Yeah,
5: <laughs> we'll go there. <laughs>
3: Give it a go. And we'll, you know, uh, <laughs> Just resigned. I feel like I'm going through the motions going to games at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, right, we'll end that there and then um, when we come back, no, we'll no, chin get... Up, chin up, boys. Chin yeah. up, we will. And then we'll be back with everyone's predictions after this little jingle.
0: Homestale Radio. Sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football.
3: Right, so first we've got some listener predictions. Um, Dave Moore's gone for 4-0 Palace. He's obviously been on the mould wine early. <laughs> um, Ebo, Ebo suggested we'll snatch a draw from a 3-1 lead. <laughs> uh, I see where these are going. Mark Dallimore uh, suggests we'll lose 3-2 after really... being 2-1 up. 85th yeah. minute. <laughs> Chris Faulkner says it'll be 2-0 to Watford and Pardew sacked on Tuesday morning. And Liam Foley, there you go. Dini will get his 100th goal nailed on. Uh, a few stats before I get your guys' predictions. This is the 104th league meeting between the two sides. That Palace have only really played. Steep. Yeah. Palace have only played Norwich more times than Watford in the league, with 106. 44 wins, 22 draws, 37 losses. Um, we've only lost two of the last 10, winning six of those. So that's um, encouraging. And obviously the referee will be Mr. Mark Clattenburg. So Doc, you got you confident we can. So go go for a win or what, what do you think yeah I
4: reckon Dini gets his hundredth goal um, but then he goes Charlie Big Potatoes gets way too relaxed they all get a bit nonchalant um, we get a late goal back then there's a late surge and we bundle in a, a last minute winner 2-1 and everything oh, wow. looks rosy over Christmas
3: I would I would absolutely love that. What about you Albert?
5: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put my hat on a, a, a two2 draw. I think um, <clears throat> I think we'll we'll cruise it for the first 60 minutes and then I think our frailties will creep in and the big Christmas dinner will start taking its toll in indi kick in like a Gaviscon in the changing rooms, and I think yeah I, th- I think they'll nick a draw. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Nick of oh, Um oh, I'm wow. I'm actually a little bit bright. I think we might actually win. So I'm Good just gonna now. quietly say a 3-1 and hope that Good it feet. ends that way. Right, next Good up feet. we're gonna go into talking about our classic match this week, and it's the playoff final win, obviously, from 2013.
0: Every pitcher tells a story. Keep up to date with us on Instagram at Homesdale Radio.
1: Here's Zahar to run at Cassetti. Oh, he's someone in the box, it's a penalty! Zaha produces, Cassetti is cautioned, and Palace have a penalty. Kevin Phillips will put the ball on the spot for Crystal Palace. A man whose career started at Watford in 1994, who's been beaten in two playoff finals, will take the penalty and scores! Crystal Palace won! Watford nil!
3: right so it's monday 27th may 2013 and it's crystal palace and watford competing in the playoff final for a place in the promised land of the premier league all the big bucks um watford had made the final after dramatic injury time finish to their semi-final second leg against leicester leicester missing the 97th minute pen what, for going straight up the other end and scoring in extraordinary scenes at Vicarage Road <laughs> and um, that was that's crazy I love that video yeah, it really was mm. uh,
4: that's it's one of the best sort of passages of play I think I've, I've ever seen and just in terms of craziness yeah it was
3: mm-hmm. it was absolutely insane and then um, we we made some nice scenes of our own down at the Amex and uh, Winning 2-0 when no one gave us a chance in the second leg. Zaha scoring twice. Thumping oh, one Zaha. in off the underside of the crossbar in the last minute. I remember it. Oh, it was brilliant. Very, very I good. It really was.
0: Mm.
3: In, during the season, Watford beat Palace on the opening day with two goals in the last minute. Coming from 2-1 two, yes. down to win 3-2. But we'd um, come back from 2-0 down ourselves at Vicarage Road and pick up a 2-2 draw in the league thanks to goals from friend of Hull Radio, Peter Ramage and super Kevin Phillips. So... Rambo. Rambo, we love Rambo. Going into the we going do. into the playoff final, were you confident, Doc?
4: I think confident is definitely sort of over overstepping the mark of what I was feeling on the day. I, I'll <laughs> never forget it because I was on a shoot in Manchester and I was absolutely furious that I had to work because it was a bank holiday Monday. But if you ask Al, he'll tell you like the film business does not respect bank holidays. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so i'm up in manchester and this is no word of a lie right we were shooting in a close on a closed set in a big warehouse studio um and um we were shooting as as if we were outside in a field so um uh, and we were in this sort of marquee type thing and they had the lights rigged up Above these marquees that were set inside the warehouse studio, and I was just I couldn't concentrate at all because obviously I was checking my phone non-stop. This is like going through the first half, mm. and then at half time, I thought all right, at least I can do 15 minutes of actual concentrating on my job. Uh, and <laughs> the fire alarm went off, and <laughs> the lights above had overheated, and the sprinkler system had come on, and completely flooded the set. Awesome. Wow. And we just had to shut down for the day. <laughs> and me and one of the other actors, a guy called Alex Carter, Oldham fan, um, <laughs> we uh, we ran round to this pub in um, Salford Keys and watched the second half. And they were playing, like, pop music. And so the volume was down, but it was on, you know. <laughs> we were just watching <laughs> it with this pop music and just loads of old people enjoying their, like, bank holiday lunch. And it <laughs> was just the most tense... Like 45 minutes of silent football that I've ever seen in my life. It was just bizarre. And when we scored, uh, I went ballistic. I, I I mean, when we won as well at the end, I ran out down Sulphur Keys, down by the little river, and I was just jumping and screaming. It started raining because it's Manchester. So I was like running in the rain, like in some fucking rom com, <laughs> just screaming. And then two guys came, like, I passed two guys, and, and they went, hey, it's Doc Brown. I was like, yeah, how are you doing? And they're like, what? What, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I was just running around, drenched in the rain. So I had to explain to them, like, I wasn't, like, I hadn't had, a, like, some kind of Hollywood breakdown. I was, <laughs> you know, it, was it was special, man. That, that day was special, and I just can't believe that we're still here, you know? Mm, I, w- I thought nuts. it would have gone tits up by now
3: yeah well so on the um, day we like we was looking at our team course Brony, Ward, Gabidon, Delaney, Moxie KG, Williams, Garvin, Wilbraham KG oh, that was a light J-nope.
4: ability wasn't
3: he? Oh, I, I think you're being a bit harsh there harsh. KG was alright he, he did a job let's put it that way he, Garvin he, is the name yeah. that jumps off of that team yeah. sheet for me Garvin Oh, see, I really liked Garvin. Really? I Garvin, quite like Garvin. He, he could He's pass right. the ball. He, he just because he run funny. That was all it was. Loxie he was, was a good shouter. Remember that? He was good at shouting. Good at shouting and long throws. Mm. <laughs> but um, Gabadon. I loved Danny Gabadon. Bit of a yeah. Rolls Royce of a centre-back at championship level. So you probably can't call it a Rolls Royce. What would you call it? Um, if Rio Fernand was a Rolls Royce in the Premier League, what was Danny Gabadon? Yeah, maybe, maybe,
4: was... One, maybe one of those Jags. or Yeah. Yeah, maybe a One of
3: those like, affordable X-types or something.
4: Yeah, he was like a sort of Ashley Williams type, just a lot of heart.
3: Mm. Mm. But then obviously KG, and the only real thing of the first half, went off very early. And Stuart O'Keefe came on the uh, the mini sort of cult hero that Stuart O'Keefe what was. What car he really... he? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, Nissan Micra. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sort of reliable, but nothing too fancy. Yeah, you don't so... want to drive to Aberdeen in him yeah exactly <laughs> <Ugh>. but yeah. <laughs> yeah but he had um he came on and put in a very good shift, considering he was uh he wasn't expecting to play, and we no, got the into level it really was mm, yeah, we got into level at the break and uh start the second half, it all went off straight away, Danny Gabbard on great tackle uh, bigger penalty mm-hmm. penalty appeal from Watford, but he definitely got the ball and then within the seconds, Aaron Wilbraham's in behind the defense, but he's a bit bit slow. Oh, <laughs> Gets oh caught God. up and hits the defender and misses one of several chances in the second half that he mm-hmm. has. Uh, Stuart O'Keefe then nearly scores. Um Al-Munia yes. blocks it out. And then the big moment on 65 minutes is when Kevin Phillips comes on for Johnny Williams. And uh, oh, there was the, com- the commentator saying that Johnny Williams was one when Kevin Phillips made his um, debut for Watford. So quite the difference that. in age there. Yeah. So then yeah, Wilman went on missing missing more and more chances did you were you getting worried when you missed because as a Palace fan I'm always like if we don't put our chances away it's going to come yeah, back and thought, bite us and just chance after chance I th-
4: yeah I, th- I thought it wasn't going to be our day I really did at that point was, weirdly I've spoken to Kevin Phillips about this in detail we met on Soccer AM and um, he's so he's still so proud of, of that in his career when you think of all the amazing things he's done um, and all the goal records and stuff it, it, it sits quite high in his uh, in his memory, which was which was lovely to hear. But um, just the 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 gall of the man, the nerve of the man to be able to hold it and and, and power it home was just uh, unforgettable.
5: Yeah. He'd lost he'd lost three playoff finals, didn't he? Up, up and mm. went,
4: so uh, yeah, yeah. Quite... So he had a he had a lot of personal shit riding on it as well.
3: Oh yeah, mm. so yeah, special. Yeah, so I don't. Um... I think Martin Atkinson was the ref today. So when we've got into extra time, and I think it was Phillips who actually picked it up on the sort of like halfway in the Watford ass, half and fed Zaha in, and he beats Cassetti. Every time Zaha go down in the penalty area, I still just think the ref's going to ignore it. <laughs> and, yeah. um, it was quite, quite. You, you were the game, I assume, Albert? I was, I was. The roar, um, the, the roar when he pointed yeah, to the spot.
5: I mean, it happened basically any time there's a big game. If it was a playoff final or the FA Cup final, if anything good happens, like a uh, let alone score a goal, if we get a penalty, I just start crying because I basically can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> so Zaha hits the deck, we get a penalty, and uh, I'm instantly just head in hands, can't look, sobbing. Let alone, like I say, good, you know, whatever happens. So uh, <laughs> it's just that um, it was. I mean, it was from a neutral. It was quite a dull game, and first half especially. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. all of a sudden for this, you know, this guilt edge chance, and especially when you're, you know, you're 99% sure that Phillips is going to take it, and um, Mm. he's he's born to type the ball away from, you know, six Mm. to 12 yards. So, uh, Mm. yeah, my my only concern was that, and it sort of ties in, I was going to pull you up on it, T-bags, what you're being harsh, is that um, I think Wilbraham. Wilbraham missed chances but I think yeah you know, that day Al Munea was on one he was their man of the match by head and yeah, shoulder he, was. he was. And yeah. that, that was my only sort of concern is that up until that point I mean, Al sort not attached to anything um, Yeah. but it wasn't to be for them he like got it, he
3: got close to it he did get very
5: close but it, it was yeah. so much power in it Proper thumped it so uh, yeah
3: so you had, you had Wilbraham had the chance to be a cult hero didn't happen for him O'Keefe okay didn't happen for him and then um Moritz tried Moritz had to go Tried to snatch the ball Out of Kevin Phillips' hand To take the penalty Forget it Forget but it The weren't having any of it And <laughs> um, Wrote himself into Palace folklore And uh, yes. Won, won yes. me 1,040 a, a, a quid In the process Which was nice and Jesus I had 40 quid on us At 25 to 1 Which was That's incredible Lovely But then after that <laughs> they, they laid siege to our half Obviously you Shouldn't miss out Spironi's save from Dini Before they scored yeah, actually. that amazing. was um that was special. To be going one way and be able to rock back the other. Get his arm yeah, around really him and George. not bring him down. Yeah, tell me about that it. <laughs> if that was Hennessy. He'd have gone
5: one way and then carried on going that way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's got the turning circle of like a articulated <laughs> lorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, they laid siege to our goal a bit at the end, obviously, and uh, Joel Wall yeah. cleared off the line. deanie's header was just flick-wired and mm-hmm. a couple of corners with Al Mooney in the box. But... We held on for it, so did you go to the Green Man after that one, Albert?
5: No, do you know what? I didn't. I went, why did we, end, we ended up in some really ropey curry house right outside the stadium. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I think it's because we had some, oh yeah, we had um, some people with us that weren't of age, uh, relatives, oh, okay. not strangers, um, yeah. just sat there in absolute sort of stunned silence um, while sucking into some onion bargees, so <laughs> pretty good day all
3: well we know you were rom-comming it up in Manchester good, running yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. Uh, when, Is it um, raining? I, I, I hadn't heard I, <laughs> <laughs> And um I did end up in the green man and actually met Jim Cannon was in there getting well off oh, his trolley. Wow. So that was uh um, brilliant. That was pretty cool. And um yeah, so brilliant day, brilliant day. And uh I look mm. forward to uh the return leg of Watford later this season because there's a couple more games that I would like to talk about it. So that's the end of our Classic Match section and we'll be back after
0: this short jingle. Get in touch with the show. All of our contact details can be found at holradio.net forward slash contact.
3: That's almost it. Um, thanks to Gale Sam for producing this week and a huge thank you also goes to Dot Brown for joining us. Thank you, mate.
4: Pleasure. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me.
3: No worries. Best of luck with a new album. Cheers, pal. And, of course, thank you goes to the underrated Albert, Albert Curley, as you was called on Twitter <laughs> last week. Well,
5: listen, I, yeah, I didn't want to bring it on air. I didn't want to bring it on air. No, thank you very much, and, and thanks for coming on, Doc. Cheers,
3: pal. Nice one. Um, as we're about as organisers an Alan Pardew defence, we haven't worked out if there'll be preview pods for Arsenal or Swansea mainly because our producers are going to be eating so much Christmas food they won't be able to sit <laughs> close enough to the table to push the buttons. So keep your eyes peeled on all of our socials for further information. Um, apparently one of those borderline mentalists off Arsenal Fan TV is keen to give the opposition view. So um, it could be fun, I guess. And sweary, probably. <laughs> and sweary, probably. So until next time, happy holidays and, of course... Our-
2: the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year.
1: At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
5: The Palace. Merry Christmas.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.